This podcast is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Traps have come a long way since hunters began using them centuries ago. While the methods may vary, the goal remains the same, ensnare the prey. But in order for a trap to work, you either need an effective device or a clueless target. In fact, over the years, the term booby trap has come to describe a simple trap that only an unsuspecting fool would actually fall for. Every object is a possible booby trap. Some booby traps are more alluring and ingenious than others. If you are a boob, you will be trapped. I wish the hell you'd shut up. I ain't no boob and I won't be trapped. No matter how sophisticated or basic the trap, however, Sometimes they can backfire and turn the person who set it up into the victim. That's what happened to a man in Belgium in 2002. The 79-year-old retired engineer was apparently not a huge fan of his own family. Believing his grown children had left him to die alone in the large home they had all grown up in, the disgruntled father devised a truly diabolical scheme to get revenge on his children and grandchildren. The deranged man used his engineering background to turn his entire house into a series of deadly traps. When authorities performed a wellness check in November 2002, they were not prepared for what they found. When they entered the house, officers found the man lying dead on the floor. It was clear that he had died from a gunshot to the neck, and so it was initially thought to be a case of suicide. That changed when an officer searching the house narrowly avoided being shot. The trap was set up in a wooden chest, and when it was opened, the trigger of a hidden shotgun was pulled. Shocked, but otherwise unharmed, the officer carefully backed out of the house. Explosive experts from the military were called in to sweep the residence. It took about three weeks, but by the time the home was fully searched, the team had discovered 19 deadly hidden devices. It seemed the man was highly creative when it came to where the booby traps were placed. Aside from the shotgun in the wooden chest, he had also booby-trapped the television, a case of beer, and a stack of dinner plates. There were traps in the ceiling and in the walls. Nylon thread, which was almost impossible to see, was used to trigger the weapons hidden inside each trap. When it came to finding each of the well-disguised booby traps, authorities had a bit of help. Early on during the search, they found a list containing meticulous notes about every device. But while the information did include the location of each one, it was all in code. Officials would have to solve a series of clues to find the various hidden devices around the house. One of the cryptic hints, for example, were the words, cheaper by the dozen. Are all these kids yours, mister? Or is this a picnic? They're all mine, and believe me, it's no picnic. 
The reference to the 1950s movie of the same name helped direct the team to a stack of dishes, where they uncovered a lethal trap. Another clue read, The wine is shot, which referenced a trap found in the cellar. By figuring out each clue on the list, the team was able to find 19 deadly booby traps. But the full list included another device that was hidden somewhere in the residence. The clue for number 20 read, The twelve apostles are ready to work on the pebbles. After an exhaustive search, though, the team concluded that it had not been set up yet and declared the house was safe. The initial belief that the man had committed suicide was quickly changed to accidental death. When investigators looked closely at the area where the body was discovered, they saw exactly what happened. Trap number 18 on the list, as it turned out, would be his undoing. The device was hidden inside a cabinet and was triggered while he was working on it. It's also possible he just forgot the trap was armed. Either way, from the position of the body and the wounds, it was clear he had been struck in the face with a blast of lead pellets. A shot to the neck sliced through an artery, and it was over. The 2002 incident was the first one of its kind in Belgium, but it's far from being the only time a booby trap killed the would-be trapper. My name is Eric Crosby. Welcome to True. It was during the 1930s that brothers Homer and Langley Collier started to develop a reputation as being a bit eccentric. For one thing, the pair earned the unflattering title of the original hoarders. Actually, they took the habit of collecting junk to a whole new level. The brothers grew up in the New York City neighborhood of Harlem, and when their parents died, they continued living in their Fifth Avenue brownstone. By that point, the Collier brothers had both graduated from Columbia University and were working in their respective fields. Langley had studied engineering, while Homer focused on law. As the decades passed, the two remained unmarried and inseparable. Things were going well until 1932, when Homer lost his vision after suffering a stroke. Langley put everything on hold to watch over his older brother. But things became more challenging when Homer developed acute arthritis, leaving him bedridden. But that didn't stop Langley from making sure he had everything he needed. Convinced that his brother would regain his sight one day, Langley started bringing home newspapers and magazines, as many as he could find. It didn't take long before the stacks became towers. Over time, the publications were joined by loads of other items that had been thrown out around the neighborhood. The mountains of junk were so high, they started to block access to the doors and windows of their home. But Langley Collier just kept bringing in more and more stuff. Using his background in engineering, he created what can only be described as a trash maze through the interior of their house. Bottles and bicycles, patio furniture and pianos, there was just about everything you could think of in there. Rumors began to spread that the brothers were keeping a lot of valuables inside the house. After several burglary attempts, 
Langley decided to create several booby traps for anyone unfortunate enough to make it inside. One of the devices he set up would trigger a massive pile of trash to fall on the unsuspecting intruder. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. In March 1947, police were contacted after neighbors began smelling a foul odor coming from inside the residence. But when officers arrived and tried to enter, they found every access point blocked by junk. It wasn't until they climbed up to the second floor and smashed through a window that police finally made it inside. Once there, however, they were met with another wall of garbage. Authorities spent hours removing junk only to gain a few feet, but they eventually made it inside a room, if you can call it that. The area was more like a hole dug out within the mountain of trash. Inside, police found Homer. He had died sometime earlier that day of what would later be determined to be starvation. At the time, police thought Langley had done it intentionally. Assuming Langley had gone on the run, authorities in almost 10 different states began searching for him. But no matter where they looked, the 62-year-old was nowhere to be found. On April 9, 1947, three weeks after Homer's body was discovered inside the Fifth Avenue brownstone, his brother Langley was finally located. It had taken workers that much time to remove over 100 tons of junk, and that's when they found his body. He was trapped inside a two-foot-wide section of the maze after apparently triggering the booby trap intended for an intruder. The medical examiner believed that Langley had died about a month earlier, two weeks before police found the body of his brother. Apparently, the foul odor was coming from the remains of Langley, not Homer, as authorities first assumed. The Collier brothers, as it turned out, were just 10 feet away from each other the whole time. The trap Langley worked so hard to perfect, in the end, worked perfectly. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. When it comes to home security, most people start with the basics. A strong lock, window and door alerts, and maybe a couple of security cameras. Typically, an intruder will get hit with a blast of noise from the indoor siren. But in 2019, a man in northern Maine decided that if someone broke into his home, they would be met with a lot more than just an alarm. It was Thanksgiving when 65-year-old Ronald Sear contacted 911 to report that someone had been shot. Apparently, the victim was himself, and as he waited for help on the floor of his home, 
he was able to identify the perpetrator, who was also himself. By the time first responders arrived, it was already too late. As authorities searched the area trying to figure out what happened, they noticed a strange contraption on the front door. It turned out the device was connected to a handgun, which was rigged to shoot anyone who was unlucky enough to get inside. That was not the only booby trap either. In fact, a further search of the property turned up several homemade devices. Local authorities enlisted the help of bomb experts from the state police. The team spent hours locating and disarming several deadly traps. Once again, the only victim was the one who set it up, and once again, police had no idea if he was tinkering with it, forgot to disarm it, or simply forgot it was there altogether. Maybe that's why in most U.S. states, it's illegal to install an unattended, lethal device, even if it is on private property. The main reasoning, of course, is that while a person has the ability to assess a situation and take action accordingly, a mechanism does not. Once armed, a booby trap doesn't care who triggers it. Children, emergency responders, or anyone else. Although we've only talked about the inventors of these killer contraptions getting hurt, sometimes the traps do hit their intended target. Just ask the FBI agent about the time a booby-trapped wheelchair almost ended his life. Let's go back to the beginning. It all started in August 2018. That's when 66-year-old Gregory Lee Rodvelt from Williams, Oregon, received a court order to vacate his home and property. As instructed, he left and headed straight back to Arizona where he was dealing with other legal issues. During a short visit back to his Oregon property, though, Rodvelt had plenty of time to create what authorities would later call the Indiana Jones House. That's because some of the traps he set up were straight out of the popular movie series. The first sign that something was wrong with the property came in the form of, well, a sign. As he left, Rodvelt placed a sign at the entrance of his land that read, Protected by Improvised Devices. A few days passed before someone arrived to prepare the house to go on the market. When he and a locksmith drove through the gate, they rolled over a hidden spike strip that flattened the tires of the vehicle. Taking the warning sign a bit more seriously now, the man contacted authorities. The following week, September 7th, 2018, Oregon State Police, along with a bomb expert from the FBI, drove to the property to perform a search. Not sure what to expect, they went in slowly and carefully. Their caution paid off, because the first obstacle they encountered was full of booby traps. Inside a minivan that had been parked across the driveway, they found metal traps used to ensnare large animals. Moving closer to the house, the team found a giant hot tub had been rigged to roll down the driveway on its side when the front gate was opened. Incredibly, it got even weirder. Safely past the hot tub of death, officers discovered a shotgun shell device planted on the entrance to the garage. Thankfully, the trap didn't work, so the search of the residence continued. The solid reinforced front door needed to be blasted off the hinges to gain entrance to the interior. 
They would have gone through the windows, but each one had been secured with iron bars. Just inside the doorway, officers saw the faint outline of a piece of nylon thread. It was clearly another trap, but they had no idea what it was connected to. The FBI agent, followed by a police officer, was the first to enter the house. A wheelchair was blocking the entryway, so it was pushed to the side. The second it was moved, a blast of shotgun pellets was sent flying. The police officer escaped with no injuries, but the FBI agent was not so lucky. He was struck in the leg and was rushed to the hospital. Fortunately, the agent made a full recovery. The trap that got him was the same design as the one found at the garage door. Gregory Lee Rodvelt was charged with assault against a federal officer and taken into custody 24 hours later. According to reports, he advised authorities not to rush back onto his property if they wanted to avoid getting hurt. The threat was taken seriously, and another full sweep of the premises was conducted. The Indiana Jones House in Williams, Oregon, was eventually deemed safe to sell. Two years later, another incident of a booby-trapped house injuring an unsuspecting visitor was reported out of Utah. It happened in October 2020, when a man arrived at a home in the town of South Jordan. The man was the cousin of the homeowner and was there to do some repair work around the place. The house was in pretty bad shape after a section of it was blown up by the bomb squad a few months earlier. It seems the homeowner, 42-year-old Ryan McManigal, had a bit of an argument with the owner of a restaurant in town. He reportedly threatened that he could easily kill everyone in the establishment. That, understandably, caught the attention of law enforcement, who decided it might be a good time to check in on Mr. McManigal. But when they arrived at his house, it was clear the man was in no mood to chat. Before police even exited their vehicle, Ryan McManigal had started shooting at them. Thankfully, no one was injured and after a tense but short standoff, he surrendered. A check of McManigal's court records shows four convictions for driving under the influence, six for disorderly conduct, two for assault, two for criminal mischief, and one for attempted child abuse. McManigal now faces 26 new charges, including 19 charges of aggravated assault targeting law enforcement. With a disgruntled restaurant patron in custody, police began searching the house. They quickly discovered a stockpile of weapons, ammunition, and explosive devices. They found trigger switches inside gift boxes, remote-controlled toy cars, and perhaps the strangest one, a toilet, which was rigged to go off depending on the water level. A refrigerator in the residence was used to store pounds of highly unstable explosives. The bomb squad was called in, and after evacuating hundreds of homes and businesses in the area, detonated a controlled explosion. Ryan McManigal was charged with attempted murder and several counts related to weapons of mass destruction. The house, or what was left of it, was boarded up and became vacant. That was until a few months later, when McManigal's cousin started doing work on the place. On the afternoon of October 31st, 2020, as his cousin was inside the house, 
he triggered a booby trap that had clearly not been discovered back in July. When the device activated, the resulting blast sent shrapnel straight at him. It also started a fire. Smoke began billowing from the house, which is when neighbors called 911. No one had heard the booby trap go off, so they had no idea anyone was inside the home, let alone critically injured. It wasn't until firefighters entered the house that anyone realized what had actually happened. South Jordan firefighters say the victim suffered critical injuries to his legs after the explosion. Now, that explosion forced three nearby neighbors to evacuate. Turns out the victim is the cousin of Ryan McManigal. He's been locked up ever since explosives in his home forced his neighbors to be evacuated back on Pioneer Day. That incident came after he shot at police during a standoff. Neighbors tell me that Ryan McManigal may have left some sort of a bomb inside of his house. Now police and FBI agents are working to find and neutralize that threat. As news spread of the incident, not everyone was surprised, especially his family. During an interview, his sister said that Ryan made no secret of his intention to plant traps. I do believe that Ryan um, was very vindictive and manipulative. Um, I think he is in a paranoid mental state. And he threatened me that he was going to set up booby traps. He told me that he was going to set up booby traps in my mom's house in Vegas. So it does not come as a surprise to me that he would do this in his own home. When the fire inside the house was put out, a team comprised of local and state police ATF and the FBI headed in. They tore the place apart, looking for anything else that might have been missed during the search back in July. Unable to deem the property safe, town officials declared it a literal minefield and in June 2021 had it demolished. Authorities added several more charges to the already long list against Ryan McManigal including attempted homicide and criminal mischief. He's currently in custody, awaiting trial. Fortunately, not all booby traps are lethal, no matter how much someone might try. This was the case in September 2012, when police in St. Thomas, Ontario, were called to investigate a report of trespassing. The landlord of an apartment believed that a former tenant had barricaded themselves in the unit. When an officer arrived on scene and tried to enter the apartment, he thought maybe someone had placed furniture against the door. Putting his weight behind it did the trick, and it finally gave way. Just as he and the landlord started to enter the unit, several knives fell from the doorway, striking the officer in the chest and hand. Incredibly, the officer walked away uninjured. Well, maybe it wasn't so incredible, because for some reason, the blades used in the trap were butter knives. As a police spokesperson later suggested, if the officer had been hit in the eye, it could have been a lot worse. Yes, quite absolutely right. Now, had the perpetrator used forks instead of butter knives, this story may have ended much differently. Thankfully, no one was hurt, and a sweep of the apartment turned up no further traps. Unsure what triggered the booby trap, 
police are also unsure what charges, if any, would be laid against the person who set it up. A police officer in Toledo, Ohio, wasn't so lucky when he sustained minor injuries after entering a booby-trapped house. It happened in February 2022, as the officer was conducting a safety check. Hello? The moment he stepped foot into the residence, he slipped and landed hard on the floor. The impact hurt his back a little. But why had he fallen in the first place? As the otherwise sure-footed officer tried to get back up, he slipped again, this time realizing that the entire floor was soaked with oil. The non-lethal trap may not have been sophisticated, but apparently it was extremely effective. Not surprisingly, the tenant was subjected to a full mental health assessment. An equally unsophisticated but much more dangerous trap was set for Toledo firefighters years earlier. In May 2006, a fire broke out in a vacant home in the city's north end. The blaze was intense, but it was when they finally made it inside that things became really hazardous. All through the house, the floors were covered in small rugs. Under the rugs was nothing, just a hole straight down to the next level. There was more. Canisters of fuel planted in several areas were rigged to blow. Luckily, they did not, nor did anyone fall through the holes. It's rare, but sometimes booby traps are used for good, not evil. If you've ever had a package stolen from your front porch, you might appreciate this one. Given that more than a third of packages in the U.S. are snatched by so-called porch pirates, it's not surprising that people started to fight back. One of the more satisfying deterrents came in the form of the now-famous Glitter Bomb Package. Created by popular YouTuber Mike Rober, the tempting box held a handful of non-lethal but extremely memorable devices. First, the trap included four cameras that would not only livestream the entire journey of the bait package, but it would capture video of the thief as well. Second, when the unlucky person got back home or back to their car and opened the box, two triggers would be activated. One would send five blasts of fart spray. Yes, that is a real product. Every few seconds until the canister was empty. Pew. The other trigger detonated a glitter bomb. The bait package was stuffed with enough glitter to keep any thief busy for a while cleaning it up. The package was placed on the front porch, and sure enough, someone casually strolled up and took it. While sitting in their car, the porch pirate opened the box and immediately regretted it. With cameras capturing it all, the thief's reaction was priceless as they were hit with a ton of glitter and a generous amount of stink spray. The scene played out over and over again as thieves continued to steal the bait package. I love this idea. This is so good. It might be my favorite story of um, <laughs> the good. month. He worked six months to develop this device. When the thieves open it, they are covered in a pound of glitter and a very pungent smell. And the kicker, it's all recorded on video. 
But if the thieves were to look closely at the return address, it says Kevin McAllister, the famous prankster from Home Alone, played by so Macaulay good. Culkin, including the full address. Over the years, Mike Rober has made several versions of the booby-trapped box. But his message to porch pirates remains the same. If you don't want to smell like human waste or spend weeks cleaning up glitter, don't steal other people's stuff. You never know if a package is actually a booby trap. You want to catch me with the greed in your words I'm keeping me captive, put locks on the doors Did your best to scare me off, try to put to rest my voice Try to make me think I don't have much of a choice Pushing me when I was down, play low tricks from behind Looking for new ways to is a production of Imperative Entertainment. This episode of True was researched and written by me. The executive producer is Jason Hoke of Imperative Entertainment. The cover art and design were created by Jenna Sullivan. True was created and is produced by me. Have any comments or questions? Email us at podcasts at imperativeentertainment.com. As always, a huge thanks for listening. I'll be back next week 
with another episode. Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.